Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're a two or a nine, from I Love You to Sunshine, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Rubberneck traffic and passersby, hey, it's my co-host Evan, the fire engine guy. Stand around with their mouths open wide. I heard some idiot ask if someone's inside. There is. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> so I am inside. We'll get to the song in a minute, but are you relating it to the song? Do you picture me sometimes when you think of me in a burning car on the side of the nah, road? I see you in like a like a shark cage. <laughs> okay. But it's like not in the ocean. It's in like a, a lake or sure. something like that. So I am I am a sideshow. I'm I'm a, in a cage where people can see me. You're like a magician. Oh, I see. All right. And I'm I'm the the one one vanishing. vanishing. Jesus Christ. I can see your references from a mile away (laughs) because they're all bare naked ladies references. I can't get it out of my head. You really have been Stockholmed. Yeah. I mean, when we started this podcast, I was the fan and you were the neophyte. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that yeah. a term? I think of Neopets. Neophyte is okay, a term. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I have been initiated. This is like a mystery cult. Every album is another level of understanding in the sure. world's mysteries. The universe. Yeah. It's unfolding for you slowly. Universe journey. Yeah. <laughs> like a universe journey. Like a, like a, I was about to say a deviled egg when I meant an yeah. onion. It's like that little meme of like the head getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And it's just got, instead of like actual silly memes, it's just got bare naked lady albums next to each of I them. I am going to tweet. And it's 15 long. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that universe brain me. So my- Gordon is like an ape, yeah, and then you get smarter and smarter as you go. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's smarter and smarter. Where, well, where are we? Maroon is... I feel like we're in a cage in the middle of a lake. <laughs> we're not a universe brain yet. We're, no. we're somewhat smart. We're the woman with math well, it's got to be around. like, you get the universe brain when you get to like maroon slash uh, like bare naked ladies or men mm-hmm. and then you get stupider and stupider. <laughs> sure as steven page quits then we go back or you get smarter hill. and smarter but you get more and more like you've, you're finding out you're sure. learning too much so it's the darwin like the the uh evolution of man and then he de-evolves back it's just that and then <laughs> it's a uh a, a, a palindrome of that <laughs> or you just the man is still highly evolved he keeps evolving but he keeps getting more and more ennui okay sure so it's sure. like him in front of a computer him in front of a, th- uh, a computer screen just kind of staring at it and right. like realizing that you know life is empty oh so this all my needs are met <laughs> got it this doesn't There's represent nothing f- worth living for fans it represents us as podcasters Oops. realizing that our life is meaningless now that we're on album five out of 12 yes is that correct well it's, it's seeing it's like uh it's like being on hmm I'm trying to relate it because it's like I was gonna say it's like being on a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Only like when you get to the top of the hill, you're like, oh no! It'd be like going down a hill, right? Because it's the fun part the is fun going part. down the hill, yeah. right? But then like, it's almost like but then you're going up a hill sure. that never there's sure. never a down part. You <laughs> just climb forever. Started you at the top. top. You had to climb a million yeah. stairs to get to the roller it's like, coaster. Or it's like one of those like gravitic <laughs> ones, like the Superman roller coaster at Hershey Park, where it just kind of like just shoots, shoots you straight the wicked off the twister. thing yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and then you're just like up at the top and you just keep climbing forever absolutely you're like oh i bet there's gonna be another hill coming hey ev mm-hmm. you yeah. know what you did by accident buddy i didn't by accident <laughs> i did it on fucking purpose you did it on purpose you always pretend like an idiot you give me these sweet segues and i am dumb enough where like two seconds ago i was like wait a second i can use yeah. that <laughs> um he's a comedian who's worked <laughs> with the ucb theater you may know him from his hilarious appearances on multiple podcasts including his own podcast the ride it's mike carlson hi mike how are you hi i'm good thank you for all that roller coaster lead up talk oh absolutely yes um yeah Shaker will take credit for that <laughs> I am going to. I saw the segue happening, and I I had to take it. You know, sometimes I'm that's just. Right. That's what a good podcaster does. Yeah, I know. Uh, God, I <laughs> wish I could be like you. Uh, um, I'll yeah. get there one day. Yeah, you will. You will get there one. I day. I do look up to you. Um, podcast the ride, a podcast about 
theme parks and rides. Um, wow, what's it like doing something that's actually fun to do for your podcast? <laughs> something enjoyable. <laughs> mm. Look, I'm envious of you guys talking about my favorite band from high school every <laughs> sure. week. So I, I would ask you the same question, honestly. I think the grass is always greener, really. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's fun. I mean, it's fun. We have fun. We, I, we are lucky enough to, uh, uh, I think, have early on train the audience that uh, we can also talk about whatever we mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. which is nice. So, like, you know, we do... An episode about McGruff's uh, music album from the <laughs> <Right>. 80s. <laughs> that's amazing. And like that tech, yeah, technically that's a theme park thing. And uh, <laughs> so everyone seems to be fine with that. So we, we were lucky that we can all, we could probably really just do something like an hour and a half about Jason's diet. Sure. <laughs> and my co-host Jason just talking about how many hot dogs he eats and i think the audience would be fine yeah. with it so it's fun we're fun we're, we're flexible we're doing we're it. hey, yeah. hey we, yeah. you guys opened your uh, your patreon not long ago too so you're you're popular enough to do second gate now i'm not behind the second gate are there more off topic episodes behind there oh i think it's all i mean all off topic oh, i uh, well not okay. all but like we did a t- we did a one about the turtles Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. Oh my God, Pizza Power! Yeah, yes. Uh, we're gonna I do. I fucking love that song. <laughs> eventually, we're gonna do one about Annette Funicello's singing career. Ooh. <laughs> okay, uh, I see. We have, you know, we have Typhoon Lagoon behind there. We have a Blizzard Beach, so we have some standard, normal ones. Um, sure, but sure. I will, yeah. I, I will let the listeners in on a little. See, we're we're about to record one about. Uh, a cow that had a Mickey Mouse shape on its side. <laughs> uh, a two-hour episode. Uh, yeah. It'll probably be closer to an hour and 15, honestly. Um, okay, still. Tight uh, hour guess, 15 yeah. about a cow. So, yeah, that sounds a little long, maybe. But that's sort of uh, par for the course for us. Uh, Jesus. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm. Of course, being silly, but we talk about two and a half minute songs for about 75 minutes, so we have no room to maneuver yes, around sure, here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the exact same thing. Yeah, of course. So, Mike, let me ask if you this. If the shoe fits, put it in a box. If the shoe fits, put it in a box. Um, we're talking about music. You're talking about amusement parks. Let me ask you, before we had you on, um, I was talking to Evan about music at amusement parks. Is there a certain song that, for me... It's have have you ever been to Cedar Point? I have not actually. That's on the oh. list though. I know, I know, I know. Yes. Yes. It's okay. But there's a song that plays during the Millennium Force uh uh line that is absolutely my jam. And Saker's gonna drop a little clip of it in right here. in my head all the time uh what is there any music in amusement parks that really sticks out to you to try and bridge the gap between our cast sure of course uh there are so i mean especially when you're talking about disney i mean there's so many things that are part Mm -hmm. of the culture and it's whatever like it's just it's like part of it's elevator music to use a a common phrase Mm -hmm. i guess where it's like pirates or haunted mansion like we all know those songs oh yeah uh i will say at the moment, it's still uh, this one song that when my girlfriend and I went to Tokyo Disney last year. Um, nice. With Disney Sea specifically, which is their second Disney Sea. That's yeah. my that's my absolute favorite Japanese amusement park, I should say. <laughs> sure. I like a uh, little yeah. ports, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Very it's specific, Evan. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, um, but there's a ride, the Sinbad ride, 
um, mm. which has an original Alan Menken song on it. Like wow. not not in a movie here. We had never heard it before. We didn't know very much even about the ride. I tried to, we tried to go in pretty cold to the stuff we didn't know anything right. about. So we're on the ride, and it's like a very small world-esque dark ride with like fun characters and robots and stuff. Um, and right. We're like, this song is really good. What's, what is this song? <laughs> and it's in Japanese. It's in Japanese. And we're like, this is such a good. And by the end of it, we're like, that song is so good. And we look it up, we're like, <laughs> it's a friggin' Alan Menken song. And we're like, is it from another movie? We're like, no, no, he wrote it for this ride. They redid the ride like 10 years prior. And he re- he wrote a new Alan Menken song, so like it feels like a Disney movie you never saw. That's unreal. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't catch. I I know I've been on the Sinbad ride because we went. My partner and I went af- after Golden Week in Japan because Golden Week's the week that they all get off, so mm-hmm. the amusement parks are packed. And then we figured let's just go the week after, and you sure. could just walk on every single ride easily because <laughs> there's what, no one at the amusement park. What year was that? Uh, it would have been 2010, 2009, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I think it was there because they did redo it. Yeah. When, when the park opened, it was like a really bleak, scary-ish ride. Oh, really? It yeah. might have been, it might have like, been the sc- I could look it up, yeah. but... It might have been the spooky was, one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's I really remember? depressing, honestly. And then they made it really great and inspirational, <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. I liked the... Uh, I think my favorite was like the uh, the port that was the like steampunk Jules Verne-inspired port. That was oh, a lot yeah, of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth and... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. Saker um, says, too, yeah, like he knows. <laughs> uh, we're talking about extreme Japanese. <laughs> sure, yeah, extreme Japanese theme, park theme parking. <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite. I love that. Um, that's incredible, though. That seems really cool. But the Japanese will have they'll have theme parks like we don't really have that too much anymore, like a Coney Island sort of thing. But like you go to like a big city in Japan, yeah. there'll be like a London Eye sort of thing, and it'll have like a little. They're all like ad hoc theme parks. Not it a, feels not a like. huge theme park, but like it'll have a roller coaster. Like it'll Leo have land or something. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, we went there too. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just remember being in Yokohama and there being a theme park there that's just like you know, it's got a roller coaster, it's got some rides, you know, it's got an arcade. That's crazy. And it's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, especially with Japan, a place where land is at such a premium. It was on like a it was on like a pier, but it was right by the place where I was doing my research. So I'd be sitting in like the stacks, like reading through this like old like <laughs> Tokugawa thing, and the roller coaster, coaster would just go <laughs> like right by the windows. I'm like, God damn it! I made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man mike you said that uh you were uh, again one of the few people in this world who when i contacted them to do this podcast enthusiastically responded which is a delight to me um what's your history with this band you say they're one of your favorites in high school um did you you didn't follow them after that what, what when was that what well, era stunt I, yeah i don't want to qualify that i don't want to actually be too cool for a school anymore like <laughs> okay. I, there was a period i think where everyone likes to go like well i'm not that's not who I am anymore once they sure. get out of high school. And then it's like, you know what? That's bullshit. It's who you are. <laughs> you know, you can get. Yeah. Maybe I got a little snootier about music after after college and stuff. But you know what? It's all in there. It's all good. So I want to I want to not act like it was just a little phase or whatever. And I don't. Appreciate sure. It sure. Anymore. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think I, I yeah, like a lot of people I heard one week. I remember being confused by it. I hadn't been <laughs> I hadn't been like that into new music. My mother raised me mostly on old like Herman's Hermits and Beatles music. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So like when I was 13 or 14, I finally started listening to the radio and then I remember like I just remember like hearing Love Fool by the Cardigans and being like, "Oh, this is awesome." 
<laughs> and then, <laughs> like, this rocks. Like, that's was what I was like at 14 or something. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, then I heard one week, and I was like, I kind of liked it, and then I kind of didn't like it, then I kind of liked it, and I was intrigued enough to get the album. And then I kind of yeah. got upset. I mean, I was got obsessed by the whole band, the vibe of the band. I was very into comedy, and I was like, these guys are funny. Like, I like, like, right. I like these guys. Um, so, yeah, I got very yeah. into them, and it was... I don't think I got, I think I got stunt like months after it was out because I don't recall it taking that long for Maroon to come out. Right. Um, Okay. Yeah. And that was, I think, two years later even. So yeah, you must have been on the tail end of that. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it was a year. Maybe I got it like a year in or something. And then like seeing, I I saw, I've seen them live like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine times. I have not seen them live. I have not seen them live without Steven though, which is a whole thing we'll probably Mm. get into here. Which I'm sure many sure, people yes. have gotten into this, so it's not like I'm the first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not some genius. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It's it is a very very different dynamic. Uh, I do I love the idea of you turning on the cardigans and it blowing your mind. <laughs> like yeah, you had yeah. not heard music to that point, and you were like, "Holy shit! This is this new culture with these people talking about love on the radio. This is incredible." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were yeah. banging banging buckets together in in the in the barn and being like this is it <laughs> this is i music. found the new sound <laughs> i was running up and down uh, the street telling every all the neighbors about it right exactly <laughs> have you heard the cardigans <laughs> yeah you grew up you you failed to say you grew up in 1950 correct yes i was frozen yes. in 1951 <laughs> right. and thawed right. out in 1996 sure sure yeah the like super Captain soldier America. program did its job yeah exactly it. the super listener program <laughs> the super listener program yep. yeah absolutely um yeah. you're really gonna enjoy the music in 40 years <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm about to be frozen again yeah. you will experience music over the centuries <laughs> <laughs> you were a genetic test to experience music in different time periods mm-hmm. yeah so uh so we have uh Brandon, lady so you haven't kept up with them since sort of that stunt maroon sort of era well, when we say kept up, does that mean I keep, <laughs> does that mean, well, keep, let me ta- ta- I mean keep tabs on and check in? Sure. And, uh, I mean, there hasn't been a song on the radio in probably 15 years. So if that's what we mean by keep up, just like right. hear them randomly, then yeah. But, but uh, I don't know. I mean, so you didn't check in on them. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do. Did I watch the performance oh, when they got in the Canadian Hall of Fame? Of course I did. Did I? Oh, nice. Did I read the controversy about you run away being about Steven and Ed wrote? that of course i I read that i don't know i don't know all the songs on the new bare naked ladies albums i've heard some of them uh i heard there's one the newest one there sounds like there's two singles that could be in target commercials which i'm very (laughs) the the whole album it's fine yeah yeah it's like which what's what's the one looking up looking up i kind of like i can kind of appreciate looking up i also feel that i've been I, I, I kind of feel like I've been a little unfair to Ed and the other guys in this whole mm-hmm. split as well. So I don't want to completely be uh, like in the last couple of years, I've done a lot of soul searching and I feel like, you know, maybe I owe Ed and the other guys a little more <laughs> listening because I've been sure. p- firmly pro p- uh, team Steven forever. And I'm I've listened to all Steven's albums. I know Steven's yeah. albums pretty well. Oh, wow. So I guess, so if that's keeping up, I guess I do keep up. <laughs> One mm-hmm. You yeah. know way more than anyone who has ever guessed it on this podcast. So yes, 100%. Well, you're keeping up just fine. <laughs> thank you. I, yeah. Uh, I like to hear that. 
Wow, shots fired at every other shots guest we've fired ever had. You, Will our... Hines, specifically. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. No. Hey, hey, hey. Was great. <laughs> we have you on to do a song. You are, you might be the in in the most cherished guest seat because this is kind of like the end of the hill right so like the, we're at the end of maroon this is like the end of the fun in in Better Good Ladies. every guest we have on after this we're gonna have to saddle them i think i mean there's still some good stuff well, coming up I, we have Better Good ladies are men Better Good ladies are me but there are some i would argue of course there's some gems on those so i i mm-hmm. but yeah, this is certainly gems. this is the at last this is the i i think this is the best album maroon uh me too I think it is like a, of its. It's the most of a piece. It's the most cohesive. Uh, so I do think this is sort of the pinnacle of their maybe artistic achievement. Sure, absolutely. I think that that's probably, and I think clearly they were as we approach the end. I, I think the themes running through it, like they're coming off a stunt where they were big old goof boys, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to take a more serious sort of stance on the world two anti-war songs on this album and songs about death and shit so yeah clearly they are they're going somewhere different with this which uh i I agree there is there's definitely a theme that runs through it um and this is our uh our death ballad called tonight is the night i fell asleep at the wheel (laughs) if you've never heard this song before dear listener here's a quick sample So, Mike, you said that you had Maroon. So this is probably not your first time hearing this song, but maybe the first time in a while? Um, hmm, a little bit. Uh, probably yeah. like a year, maybe a year. Okay. So Nothing. listening to it again for this podcast, what were your just initial impressions having heard it again? Well, the first, uh, the first thing I thought, because so... I've done, uh, as I said, I've done a lot of soul searching. I've done a lot of thinking. And it's like, I am fascinated by Ed and Steven. And I'm fascinated by whatever the feud is. We know a little bit about it. We do mm-hmm. know the whole story. I don't think we do. Um, but I, but in general, I feel like the split happens because Ed is much more of a populist. Ed is much more of a guy who wants to be on the radio, have hit pop songs. Sure. That's that's sort of his thing. And I think Steven always felt he was like an artier guy. He loves Mm -hmm. Leonard Cohen. He loves uh, Elvis Costello specifically. So I I was listening to it and I went, oh, this sounds like this song reminds me now of couldn't call it unexpected. Number four, which is an Elvis Costello song. That is super interesting. It's a weird old timey circusy song, and it's cool, mm-hmm. and they're both great singers. And it really, like, I was like, yeah, he. This is what I often think. An uh, last album, uh, last song on an album, is also kind of a where the singer or the band wants to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, I, I don't know. That's probably not really always true, but it feels like I... this is a t- taste of things to come, perhaps. And it's like hmm. I think Stephen probably wanted to push. 
more in that way. I think you can see it sort of on his solo records and you can see sure. with what they've done. So the first thing I was like, ah, this like really now I was thinking about it in those terms. And like that was the first thing that jumped mm -hmm. out at me. It was like, this is the way Steven wants to go. This whole album, I think, is the most Steven of all the albums, Maroon. I could see that. Yeah. He's also got, oh, I, think, I think he's got the most songs that he's lead vocals on. Am I wrong about that? I believe that? that's true as well. Yeah, there's only one or two Eds on here. But there's those two ended Ed, up being, those ended up being the pop. I think Falling for the First Time and... Uh, Pinch Me. Yes, Pinch Me, yeah. Right, which, mm -hmm. which this is another thing, of course, is that Ed ends up sort of being the voice maybe in the band that is the the hit is the mm -hmm. thing that maybe connects the public to it which obviously has to destroy steven oh for sure <laughs> i mean it's all been done as a hit but like pinch me and and the rapping part of one week is probably what people the voice people associate with the band yeah um, oh yeah 100 percent. so yeah that's that's interesting yeah i wonder if if that i Wild speculation is my favorite part of this podcast. I mean, yeah. Speculating on their personalities and their thoughts. So, you know what? I think that's canon. Steve quit because of jealousy. And <laughs> I mean, I, I could totally see that being a, an active factor in, in whatever the fuck is going on here. Well, I think, it, um, yeah, I think it just leads to a com more complicated situation. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I, is it jealous? I don't know if it's jealous, but it's like that must on some level. He he mm -hmm. wants to push the bit. He wants to be Elvis Costello. He wants to be getting into art rock territory mm -hmm. and ed's like sort of simplified i mean it's why the band got so big it's the it's the dichotomy is the is the mix between right. them so sure, it's like push and pull yeah which is which it's, is what's great but like yeah i think that that's got that's got to add a wrinkle to it of like steven's pushing for an artier way forward but ed is the one maybe whose voice has connected with the audience and he's yeah, the one yeah, who wants sure. to push the poppy or simpler stuff and I mean, Steve's songs are always the darkest ones that the oh, band yeah. does by yes. far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and, and, and Ed can go super, super maudlin. Ed can go super emotional. But I think Steve, there's a there's a pain in Steve that Ed doesn't really. It's a weird type of like n narcissistic like self destruction that oh, Steve yeah. that Steve sort of like gets all bo on board on. It's and Ed, self created. Ed, hell. And Ed can write sad songs. Yeah. He just doesn't write them the same way Steve does. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say Stephen has access to Stephen is more comfortable accessing some real deep pain. It's like I mean, it's like the I mean, it's not exactly, but like McCartney, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, like John was mm -hmm. much more comfortable accessing some real deep pain. And Paul was a little less so yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I, I do feel like when when Ed does the maudlin thing, they're all sort of centered around his brother's death right and i feel sure. like that's a lot well, where a lot of his sadness comes from which of course is humongous but uh, yeah steve i think his well is maybe shallower but wider right <laughs> like i feel like he's been in a hundred failed relationships and he's got stories about all of them and we've, we've gotten every single story on uh throughout the years of the albums um, yeah 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 i don't yeah but and and i do love I think you're right. This is where Steve comes out the most because now I'm thinking about sort of comparing this to his solo works and we get a lot of the same shades of, of there's a lot of politics on his solo works, especially his later stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So this is this is definitely where he comes out a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. I think uh, obviously this one is the most crazy different on the album. Oh. From the top, we have this I insane circus music. Yeah, was, everyone calls it circus. It's just a minor key waltz. Like. 
it sounds like it should be on like on the Amelie soundtrack. It's, well, yes, <laughs> it's so. because I think it's because of the combination of Ed's banjo right. and whatever synthesizer Kev is playing that sounds like a huge organ. It's right? like a, right. a Wurlitzer. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a and Wurlitzer, I do, and I do love me some minor key waltzes. Like I can, I can get down to some minor key waltzes. The only thing, oh, you, you like, name ten. Fuck okay. you, you fake minor key waltz fan. They're really hard to find. Oh, really? Like, I've been okay. trying to find them for a long time. There's a lot of them in, like, uh, like Halloween, Tim Burton-esque music. Oh, like sure. Movie, movies, like, uh, um, a lot of them in Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, that sort of stuff. They have a lot of minor key waltzes. And also a lot of them you'll get, obviously, in creepy circus movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm sure. Um. So, so yeah. So, you didn't agree with... I mean, it's so hard to not hear, to not, like... In your mind's eye, do, see do, fucking do, like do, do, Carnival, the arcade March game. Of the gladiators. I mean, right? I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that's just where a lot of people go because it's the most, it's the easiest touchstone. Because we don't hear a lot of waltz music nowadays, right? That's true. And and diegetically, this song has nothing to fucking do with a carnival. So yeah, you're right. I think that, that unless was, he's uh, coming from a carnival, because he never says where he's coming from. <laughs> can we can we wildly speculate as a group? As to where he's driving home to be with you, but doesn't yeah. say where. where. So where was he coming from? Maybe he's driving to a carnival. It never. <laughs> oh, she's like. Maybe she, they're circus folk. She's a barker. Okay, sure, that's good. Yeah, I Maybe like, like that. The state fair. It's like the state fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, that all sounds good to me. Yeah, that makes sense. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is all Cannon. all carnival. <laughs> this is all carnival. Um, the banjo work slow but impeccable. Yeah. Like I love yeah. to hear banjo played fast, but Ed's doing fucking bang up and job. banjo is hard to do in a in like a modern mix because i know like mumford and sons like everything's banjo but, but but banjo cuts through the mix and there's almost no way you cannot have it cut through the mix so you've mm. got to be real careful with banjo work yeah yeah well, i guess so i'm that's adding a layer like a, the banjo is adding a different mm -hmm. layer you almost if you're if you're listening to it like i feel like you might not even re recognize it as a banjo first because it's mm -hmm. sort of adding another flavor as opposed to being like a mumford and Sons song where banjo is the thing Right, right. Yeah. It's it's I, it's hard not to front a banjo, and I think they did a really good job of not doing that. Yeah, well, they do that a lot. I mean, especially maybe not on this album, on Stunt as well. But they'll be like, these guys are such musical chameleons. Like Jim Cregan played the Glockenspiel on one track, and like everybody's playing these weird things on one track, so they don't go heavy-handed on like this song has you know a a kabasa in every single, or this album has a kabasa in every track or a uh -huh. banjo in every track. So yeah, they're good at putting in those little touches. Like this song needs a banjo. Who can play a banjo? So. This song sounded like to me um, like a drinking song almost. Okay. Like I can imagine like I, it, the lyrics are not that at all, sure. but I could imagine like a, like a pub full of British guys just like sitting there with their tankards in the air. <laughs> tonight is tonight. Like yes. it's just like yelling like a bunch of sailors uh, sure. in port in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know why it, it struck me that way. Yeah. Oh, this is real cause tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel song that kind of demands that you sing along to it once mm -hmm. you once you understand where it's going and, and what the general broad strokes are. And I are. realize it makes me a total hypocrite because I've like called this out before but like the juxtaposition of like the minor key waltz slash circus music with the with the lyrics of it. Yeah. Like if I were to pick a musical style if I had read the lyric sheet not knowing anything about the song and like picked a style for this song to be mm -hmm. I'd be like oh probably like a, a solo guitar with like some light drums you know this is like a real heartfelt song but no, it's a waltz. <laughs> and in the past, I've been like, uh, uh, it doesn't land for me. But this totally landed for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't want to give away my rating. Have you heard the demo? 
Oh, uh, I th- you know I think I have, but I I didn't listen to it for this. Is well, how does it sound? It uh, remember when Evan like two seconds ago talked about a boring acoustic song with light drums? <laughs> yes, oh, really. That's the, the demo of this song. Yeah, Saker's gonna drop a little right here. Driving home to be with you Highways divided, cities in view As usual Yeah, they really made it better. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, like in the yeah, past, yeah, cool. I've, I've never, I don't know, when they do like Latin rhythm on a song about an aging rock star, I'm like, <laughs> eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> right. But they, here it really, it really worked for me. Hey, you know what? Don was. Don I have Wass. a feeling that the producer on this album just, I mean, he, he's adding all this weirdo but, but bullshit. also, like, also props to the bare naked, the bare naked ladies for just saying, okay, because I bet Don Wass is sitting there in his fucking spiral glasses and his, his <laughs> hair's all up in the air and he's got one of those big, like, plastic cowboy hats on and, like, the finger, the big foam finger. And he's yeah, like, sure. how about we make this a Meineke Waltz? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that could work. I, I, he might be one of those like evil genius or not even an evil genius but just like he has a dartboard a with a million genius. musical styles on it <laughs> and he'll just throw darts and like this one is a minor key circus waltz and they're like we'll give it a try Don <laughs> like mm-hmm. so fucking weird he's um, a genius oh yeah absolutely. that's what geniuses do they randomly pick three things <laughs> and then make them work <laughs> and then make them work yeah it's, it's the, uh, that's the project runway style of like, okay, you have to make a dress out of corn. Go. And then you make it fucking work, right? That's what I always said. It's, it's not appropriation if they do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the worst take I've ever heard in my life. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of great, like, sort of as the, the song has kind of this lightweight airiness to it. And then when he kind of hits the ground, the song starts to change and get bigger and more epic. So there's a lot of plot going on with the music of this song, too, which I thought was kind of cool. I like when the snares yes, cut yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With this, when the snares... It was a... Well, out, out, out my window, the horizon does flips, and I think the snare cuts in oh, right yeah, after that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a little drum roll in. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Flips while out my window, the horizon does flips. The worst part was hitting. Um, yeah, like it all sort of just pops off on the mm-hmm. bridge and fucking that never seen so much blood part. Yep. It that man, it's hard to think of another Brandy Good Lady song that kind of matches the scale of this one. This one just feels huge. Yeah, right. Almost orchestral. Yeah, it does. With like five instruments, they make it feel way bigger than it is. Right. I guess it's over now. specifically mike yeah i mean it's hard to yeah though that specific moment obviously sure. is is such a climax it's such a i mean it's such like a musical like you can 
like you can imagine it maybe in a musical or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I mean, I remember I used to listen to this album going to bed every night. <laughs> oh, cool. God. Nightmares. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which like, like I think I would go through all the way to Hidden Sun, the secret track. Which I don't know if that, is that a spoiler for the listeners if they <laughs> no. don't know. Yeah, the listeners are aren't supposed to know what's next. Or you fall asleep after in the in the five minutes of silence between Tonight Is the Night and <laughs> right. Hidden Sun, right. and then the Hidden Sun wakes you back up. You're like, God. <laughs> Damn it, Kev. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I remember always like, kind of like being very sleepy by the end of the album. Sure. And then that like being a little bit like jostled awake by uh, blood. A man yelling blood at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an, opera sing- an opera singer yelling blood. Sure, sure. I hire a man I to mean, come into does... my bedroom at 11 o'clock every night and yell blood and then leave. <laughs> yes. Um which he obviously has a few opera moments in the history of the band, yeah. uh, operatic moments. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't know, that that moment. Obviously also like, you're the last thing on my mind part is such a oh, great. Yeah. The like, end, yeah. Such a, uh, it's like the Hey Jude, Nah Nah part of the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it feels the- like, now we all sing along. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like you, I'm dead and I didn't like you, yay. <laughs> oh, oh interesting. Like the, the shift in meaning, I think too, from yeah. going from, you know, Fuck, it's, I'm dying to It's the classic BNL pivot. We right. talk about the pivot all the time. Yeah, this one It's not sure. even a it's not even a pivot because it's it's a it's, pivot it's, in it's, meaning. It's, it's a pivot in meaning, but it's like the pivot we've discussed is sort of like a functional pivot where they're using a word to pivot from one line to another. Yeah. I think this one, repeating the same line, but having it shift in meaning is something sure. we haven't really seen a lot of. Sure. My, you're the last thing on my listeners at the beginning it seems like he's not thinking of her and then at the end you're the last thing on my mind as i died it's mm-hmm. sort of the meaning there right if you're not what do you think the last thing on your mind is going to be saker oh man great question uh i think it probably depends on how i die which i believe we've talked about before in this podcast is being beat to death by tyler so yes <laughs> probably mm-hmm. i will think of the ice cream drumsticks because i will see the drumstick and my adult uh. brain will fuck up and think about that little piece of chocolate okay. at the bottom of the cone that's cool, gonna be the last cool. thing that's that's the best part too oh 100 yeah. so i'll probably be happy makes you want to eat another one i would imagine as i mike, die mike what, what do you think the last thing on your mind's gonna be <laughs> well i mean it really depends on the age it depends on the scenario because sure. like there if i'm if I'm, old, if I'm old enough if i'm old enough the i the, the thought will be just like oh thank god finally <laughs> yeah well mike i'm asking you to predict the time of your own death <laughs> yes. accurately and then okay, tell me what right, well, went <laughs> My, Answer my the op- question. Op- optimistic, <laughs> optimistic prediction. Uh, I, I'm 135 years old. Perfect. Okay. Uh, uh, and yes, and I go. Oh, good. Oh, good. This is this oh, is about time. Good. It's about time. <laughs> I'll say. I'll think. Oh, good. And then uh, I'll just kind of wink at everyone, and that'll be it. <laughs> I love that moment. I kind of hope that when I'm dying and I'm old and you know also very old but i'm i have a, i'm with it enough mentally to like play jokes on people because mm-hmm. like doing one of those things where like they come in to say goodbye to you and you're like holding their hand and you just pretend to die sure and then pop back <laughs> oh up my sure. gosh. the old we call that the uh the wimp low, the wimp low. <laughs> you didn't see me die oh wait that was master tang never mind yes. goodness there's references that 10 people will get <laughs> um uh we just watched kung pao the other night man oh, that movie holds movie. the fuck up 
Um, I have a remembrance of that specific blood part because I also I got this album when I was in middle school and I played it so much and I was convinced that it was mature modern music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I bet my parents would like this album. And so I was driving somewhere with my mom and I was like, let's put on Maroon. And we listened to kind of the whole album. And then this song came on. And it was like, never seen so much, never seen so much. Ne-. And my mom was like, what, what, what is he taught? This song is dumb because he repeats <laughs> never seen so much like seven times. She did not have the patience to get to blood. <laughs> Just pissed off at musical repetition, I guess. You think if she had known wow. it was, she was, he was talking about blood going in, she'd be more reasonable with the song? Yeah, I think probably, right? I mean, when I think of your mom, I think of asshole. <laughs> Just straight up asshole. As you well yes. should. <laughs> Mike, any opinions on my mom? Uh, nice lady. Thank you. Oh, that well. is appropriate. Go fuck yourself, Evan. <laughs> me and Mike are Which is what the last thing your mom told me, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, That's like well, an anti-your-mom joke. That Just really talking about is. how, how yeah, shitty I am. Go fuck yourself. After she finished beating my face in, she said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> With a drumstick. Um, I, I love the chaos of the ending, but... Mm-hmm. Here's here's my sticking point in this song because I fucking I mean not to ruin my rating either but I love this song right how can you not love this song it's awesome but the ending it's impossible not to laugh at Steve when he's doing his big opera moment do you think right? do you think that's right. him ascending to heaven. Because it's like a, almost an angelic choir. No, it's 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 like fake falsetto, right? It's Mike. Do you think it's supposed to be silly or serious that last moment? Uh, I mean, the the song is absurd. I think. Yeah. But I, it's hard to tell. I mean, he, I I do agree that if there was anything that could maybe go, it might be the Stephen <laughs> <laughs> bellow at the end. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I'm not totally against it. I don't want to be such a hater. Yeah. But I do think, I think he know. I mean, he's he's seems like in a lot of ways a self aware guy. I think he recognizes sort of the the fact that it's like this big blowout opera at the end, and like there's some tongue in cheekness to him doing a bella like a right. wail like that. Would, so I would imagine it's a little of both. Yeah, and it's hard. Not that a song ever has to be one thing, because that's being I was good at mixing humor and pathos mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, what is this a funny song? Is this a sweet song or a sad? Like, how are we supposed to read? We're supposed to feel bad for this guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, in the end, he goes to heaven. Okay, so you are reading that as an ascension, <laughs> or maybe he's pulled down to hell. Who knows? <laughs> that's him screaming in pain. <laughs> okay, that checks out. Um, yeah. Wouldn't you want your last like? Your last word to be an operatic bellow. If I was, what would be your last word? Especially what would you if bellow? I were weak, yeah. like on my deathbed, and I'd been whispering. And if my last word was, <laughs> yeah, but what, what would it be? What would your last word be? You're bellowing a last word. <laughs> Why are we uh, more? You're making me confront my mortality a lot in this yeah. episode, which I suppose well, is apropos. Well, that's what I think. Like this song was like the most relatable for me because it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> none of the other like, I'm not gonna you know break up with a girlfriend in high school or be mean to a woman or something like that or live for eternity like they do in um 
uh, it's all been done. But like, I could die in a car wreck. Like, that's probably sure. the most likely way I'm Wait, gonna. But have you never felt nostalgic for summertime? Like, there's a lot of no. Relate... I hate summertime. Okay, go fuck yourself. I'm famously anti-summer. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> Evan <laughs> Buck Summer. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like that you can use my last name, but I'm not allowed to say yours. Now listen. <laughs> Let's talk about the end of the song, right? So the narrator's a ghost by the end of the song. Because we see him above above the, the site of the mm-hmm. crash, right? Now I'm floating above looking as the radio players will spin. Um, I'm just a posthumous part of the scene. I'm above floating looking in, which seems to me to imply the existence of God. Right? If spirits exist. It's, if spirits exist, <laughs> we have to, ergo, God exists. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. Wow. You you can mm. have a spirit without there being some divine. Absolutely. Really? Oh, so imagine there's, a, imagine there's a world above ours, and you just ascend to that or descend I to that. I don't think that's okay. true either. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree right. with that. Right. There doesn't necessarily have to be a God. I mean, there's a, certainly a system in place that we right. don't know about, but it doesn't necessarily have a, an all-powerful God yeah. of some kind. All right. I mean, so, like, <laughs> right. so, like, when we first... I mean, I assume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, like when we first discovered, like, there were, you know, the earth didn't go around the sun. I mean, the sun didn't go around the earth. We were like, oh, God, this must be total existence of God here because we understood something we don't understand. Now, listen. We understand a little bit more about reality. There were a lot of people. I represent the Christian church in this scenario, and I am going As... to fucking hang uh, Pythagoras. Nope. Help me here. <laughs> the guy who discovered the earth mm. moves around the sun. Galileo. Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm Galileo. an idiot. So, like, yeah, I mean... It's. I imagine that there's some sort of like unmoved mover in the like Aristotelian sense, like some sort of program that's running the Earth, but doesn't necessarily have to have intentionality. Fair. Was okay. Ca- was like, Casper was Casper the ghost confirmation of God? I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I assumed in the extended Richie Rich universe that there was a God. <laughs> Hot stuff. The little devil did exist. Oh, fucking, there we go. Thank you, Mike, for but I'm just simultaneously. Saying, <laughs> I wouldn't say hot stuff necessarily makes God exist either, so he's just a oh, little. Oh, you can have. He's not the devil. He's sure. a little He's a little devil. Sure, sure. And But the fact that he is a little devil, would he have to have the word little in his name if there weren't a big devil? Well, I mean. Well, so I think let's... that's an expression sort of saying, oh, what a stinker. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, let's just say that when you die, you become a ghost, and then eventually your soul either ascends to a higher plane of existence or goes to a lower plane, and th- those who go are heading to the lower plane turn into devils, and those who are going high turn into angels, but it doesn't necessarily mean there to be a there has to be a god involved. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. I guess. Saker. I, Saker. <laughs> yes. Stop uh, trying to push your religion on this podcast i'm sorry you're right i'm sorry i was i was i was hoping that we could speculate why god killed the narrator what the narrator (laughs) did to offend god such that he would kill him in a violent car crash but you're Mm. right it's (laughs) much more fun this way um yeah uh there's a there's a lot of little if there was a god who would have killed him because god hates circus folk oh that checks out that checks out why? <laughs> Remind me real quick. Why I don't think God out. needs a reason to hate circus folk. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Carnies. Are you are you anti-carny? No, I like them. Okay. I mean, I'm not speaking for God like you seem to want to do. Okay. That's, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought speculation. Take the Lord's name in vain. Yes. Take it now? Are you challenging me to? <laughs> I dare you. Jeez. 
I can't do it. I'm Jesus is a California. That's the California raisin version of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, the Jesus raisin. Um, a lot of weird idiosyncratic stuff in this song. For example, uh, slow motion Walter the fire engine guy. Slow motion Walter the fire engine guy. Is that a Deep Purple reference? It is and i needed to dive so deep to understand that i i just i thought it was a cool characterization of like this asshole this delightful picture of like this slow firefighter that's what you think is his nickname yeah motion walter i thought it was a cool because he doesn't save anyone he he always just lets the fire burn he gets out of his truck and then he's like a mime so he goes into that like slow motion like (laughs) robot stuff from the 80s he slowly walk come on guy there's people dying in there Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a cool, weird, oh, idiosyncratic thing. I just wanted to ride in the fire engine. I don't see why everyone wants me to stop fires. It's like the Beatles have all those characters, you know, yes. lovely Rita. Yeah. So this is a bare naked <laughs> yes. lady character. Slow motion Walter. Do you think he'll show the bare naked mascot. Absolutely. Um, I think from now on we should insert what slow motion Walter is doing in all of the songs. Obviously, from now on. walking in slow motion. Sure, yeah. Or talking a, in slow motion. Not a whole lot to his character. He probably believes that if he moves in slow motion, he'll age slower. Okay, sure. He's a flat earther. <laughs> he's he's got all these woo ideas about uh, yep. yeah about health. Um, yeah, it, yeah. But but it turns out I I read up on it a little bit. It's a fucking Mondegreen from Smoke on the Water, where it's a, a, a smoke on the water, a fire in the sky. Some people here are slow motion Walter the fire engine guy, which is dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all for a good Mondegreen, but I thought that was a weird one. What what other did anything else stand out to uh, Mike? I'll start with you. Like either lyrically or musically or anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, other other everything else. Like I guess I was just like thinking about the yeah the sure. turn at the end, which is such a yes as you were saying a bare naked ladies thing of like you're the last thing on my mind, and like I imagine he's descending to wherever or descending, uh, and it's so. It's such a cruel, it's so mean. Yeah, oh yeah. Seemingly. Like, it's such a mean thing right. to say to this person. Unless I'm totally missing the point. Uh, it's possible I'm missing it, but it seems, yes, it's a it's a switch. And really seems like, you know, that's a time for something sweet, maybe. Sure. But it's not. It's a, We get a sour, we get a sour taste <laughs> on the way out. I God, I wish, um, I, I hope that's the case where the line actually never changes. And he's still <laughs> thinking, like, I don't care about you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying. There's a, another. There's other songs like that. I. I mean, he has other songs like that where like there's some really mean truths. Oh gosh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Um, I mean, uh, I, I think the old apartment is another kind of like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't. I don't need anybody else. I have a warm body, and it's like, yeah, we're we're kind of masking something here. But yeah, I think a lot of his narrators are kind of mean, right? Yeah. yeah, and they yeah they just take like take a shot at the uh, sh- shot at an unnecessary shot. In fact, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, at the at the whoever the narrator is talking about. Um, but but it also look it's gallows humor. Yeah, right. you know it's funny, it's dark, it's for sure. You know it's there's uh, we laugh at honesty, and we these aren't real characters. We can enjoy this. Sure. We don't have to. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be brought down by. We go, haha, that's funny. He's <laughs> he's mean. He's being mean on his way up to heaven. God, so. yeah, that read is is wonderful <laughs> to think that he's mean the whole time, man. I love it. Um, yeah, Ev, what about you? Anything? Yeah, I mean, I really liked the the so much blood stuff. Like, the, I guess it's over now. Sort of coming to terms with the inevitability of your own death. Like, 
I've thought about that a lot, like in your life, like what, there's going to be a point where you realize, oh, wait, this is it. Like it's over. I'm not coming back from this. Good God. And I, I don't know. I just thought about that a lot. <laughs> and there have been, I mean, there have been times where I felt like close to death, not like, like, oh my God, I almost died there sort of thing. Right. And as it's happening, like the last thought was strangely of my family. So I've, I've been like, huh, that's odd. Like that, the, that my family would pop up there. Yeah. Like, Why is that odd? I don't know. Because I just thought like I have a lot of other stuff going on. I'd be thinking of like ogres or something. Okay, sure. Because I spend most of my time thinking about ogres, as <laughs> right. everyone knows. When you're dying. No, but I, I really liked the, both live versions were really good. Now, I did watch one of the live versions from the Ships and Dip cruise. Is that the one that's just the close-up on Stephen Page's face the whole time? Where he fucks up and forgets the words and rhymes everything with Craig Northey? I can't remember the words because look like Northy. Ask if someone's in yeah. of life they tried and they Dorothy. Nobody Yes, I enjoyed it. It's such a wild song for people to go bananas over. No. But the crowd is freak. I think that this is a deep cut that like BNL, BNL yeah, yeah. fans love because yeah. it's a great song that never made it big. Yeah. So this is a popular song that they play, and this is like there's like a shibboleth there where like, you know, oh, you like BNL. Do you know tonight is the night I, sp- I fell asleep at the sure. wheel sort of thing? So like it's going to and that's why he plays it at almost every concert. Like he did it when we saw him live. Yeah. And I think that it's just a good Stephen Page song because it really it distills his musical stylings and musical style, like the way he does into a thing. And it's, it's popular, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's going to sing Powder Blue and no one gives a shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> But Except for I me. I was gonna say, Mike. When I when I messaged him, I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on a BNL podcast?" He's like, "Can I do Powder Blue?" Like, oh, really? Yeah. He really loves that in ground yeah. pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If yeah. we ever decide to uh, to do a Patreon and, and cover some B sides, we will call you up again, my friend. Thank you. Yes. I we uh, there's also a song out there from I forget if it's the next album's outtakes where they claim it's like ten minutes of swearing, but they never released. What it. the fuck? Oh, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a weird, like they were in the lead up to the next album, they had done like Q&As on their website and they were hyping a song that was like a bizarre, like curse filled, (laughs) like seven minute song. And then they were like, it was too ridiculous. Like they wouldn't, all of a sudden they were like, no, we can't, we can't release this. This is too weird. Delightful. And then there was talk, they were going to release a big box set when the anniversary of the band and then Steven had left prior. And then we got that like paltry small collection yeah. of, mm-hmm. of outtakes a couple of years ago which have a couple okay interesting things but i forget there i forget it's i forget what the name of it is but it, anyway i want to do that one if that ever okay leaves. got you yeah absolutely. <laughs> you'll do the the swearing song and, uh, this is like one of the i want to f- do the swearing song that no one's ever heard right yeah if we get it you are the first to hear the the bare naked ladies yeah I, I actually really liked the uh ed version of this song too Oh, him doing. Like I didn't listen to that. Ed and Ed and the band doing it in concert. Like okay. BNL doing it in concert. Um, I refuse. <laughs> Je refuse. But I'll be honest. Like a lot of times, I'll do that and I'll listen to like their version of the song as, yeah. as compared to like when Steve was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, eh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But this time, I'm like, Ed really sold it. Oh, uh, really? Like he he's not bad. Actually, probably one of the best like page songs I've heard him do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And uh, like, I think with like. 
Kevin and Jim like chiming in on the harmonies. Sure. Like, I think it really, it's fine. Yeah. It worked out really well for me. Okay. All right. So this is your first time that you've appreciated uh, him taking over Steve's duties. Yes. I've always felt like he's done it adequately. Sure. But this is like the first time I've been like, oh, sure. this is good. Sure. He should have been there from the start. Yeah. Interesting. Does he nail the opera moment at the end? Oh, yes. Really? Okay. I'll put he, it in. he pronounces it blued. Blued. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of blood, can I tell you my YouTube comment of the week? Show up. Sure. Saker's YouTube Corner. Saker's YouTube. I need a little uh, theme song for Saker's yeah. YouTube Corner. And he's going to drop that, that uh, <laughs> no, no, right no, now. No, no, no. I had enough of a hard time mashing up uh, Push It and Off the Hook the other week <laughs> when you forced me to do that. Um, this is from Mike Gomez 1. Uh, uh, a year ago, he posted, Best Love Song Ever. And then shortly after what? that, Mike Gomez 1 posted the word, Blood. <laughs> So some dude on YouTube thought this was a beautiful love song. Well, he's obviously Mike Gomez is obviously a vampire. Yeah, possible, possible. Uh, who loves vamp? Who who else loves blood? Who else loves blood as much as Mike Gomez does? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very funny. Um, Ev, yeah, is this song about Harry Potter? Obviously, it is. As our listeners well know, the year that Maroon came out, 2000, is the same year that the Harry Potter movies went into production, and the BNL, being Harry Potter fans, wrote this entire album about Harry Potter. This al- this song specifically is about the night bus. Uh-huh. If you well know, the <laughs> night bus is a magical bus that was started in 1833. As we well know. Yeah, as you well know. It was commissioned by the Ministry of Magic um, and the Ministry. Uh, it was... Dugald Mulhall was the Minister of Magic when it was commissioned, which is weird. As we well know, and you definitely didn't yeah. have to read off of a sheet yeah, very exactly. slowly there. I'm not, I'm not good on the, like, the Minister of Magic history, but I, and I also got the date wrong. It's 1865 it was commissioned. The first actual bus in real life was 1833. Okay. But the night bus is driven Jesus by Christ. a gentleman named Ernie Prang. Uh-huh. He's that guy with the big yeah. thick glasses who keeps smashing into everything. Uh, Prang was a Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix supporter. Uh, he frequently smash into stuff despite the fact that the bus has like a magical charm on it okay. that makes it not smash into stuff right but he still crashed the bus praying being a british uh slang word for crash oh okay i could crash your car you praying your car uh to wreck a car but um so ernie praying is this old man who drives it when his best friend in the world is stan shunpike the guy who is like the greeter on the bus okay right and in the books there's in the movies there's a shrunken head too but i really didn't like that that seems super problematic to have like hey man rasta forever <laughs> was it a jamaican head yes oh fuck okay. yeah that's really like to link like haitian jamaican like uh with a bus driver well not with a bus driver with a shrunken head that was like a oh, sure yeah in the, but in like the, like hanging from the okay thing so i'm just gonna leave that aside sure. but so stan stanley shunpike um funny guy not a smart wizard uh so he was caught in like 96 uh, after cornelius fudge was uh taken out uh the new minister of magic has took a hard line against uh death eaters right <laughs> okay so sure. uh don't Sh- say here's my here's my thing for the harry potter reads don't say right it keeps saying as we all know and things like that yes it is true <laughs> so stan shunpike was overheard trying to impress some girls at a bar i think uh-huh. it was like the three broom six or something like that uh and he talked about how he had an in- inside scoop on the death eaters okay so the girls reported him, and he got taken to Azkaban. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. For a year. Holy shit. Yeah. He later breaks out when all the other, when the Death Eaters attack Azkaban and, like, let everybody out. And then he gets, he might have gotten imperious and become a Death Eater, because he's actually in the Battle of Seven Potters. He, like, goes and, like, attacks Harry. Okay. And then Harry, like, disarms him and blasts his mask off. And Harry thinks his eyes look, like, glazed over. So he might have been under mind control. Okay. Or he might have not been. Okay. So, uh, but anyway... 
This is about Stan Shunpike and Ernie Prang. So Stan's in jail. Stan is Ernie's only friend, right? Okay. And so Ernie is like driving his bus. He's sad, thinking of you. Uh Uh-huh. He's thinking of Stan, his best friend in jail. He crashes the bus, flips over everything, and the song just goes as normal, right? He just smashes his bus (laughs) because he forgets to to, like uh, uh, renew the imperturbable charm that like keeps the bus safe. So he smashes it. Basically, it's just this song, but he's not thinking of his like lover or anything. He's driving to, he's trying to get, he's going to get him out of Azkaban. He's driving to Azkaban in this Mm -hmm. big old night bus Mm -hmm. and he smashes the damn thing because uh, the night bus is (laughs) talked about in Harry Potter a lot of times, Mm -hmm. but the last time it's mentioned is when after Christmas where Harry and I think Tonks and Lupin go back to uh, Grimmauld Place and he takes them there and then the night bus is never mentioned again. And that takes place in late 96. Sure. Right after Christmas in 96, Stan doesn't get out of Azkaban until 97. Okay, got it. So I, my, my supposition is the night bus wrecks and Stan uh, uh, Stan gets out of Azkaban but Ernie Prank dies sure. in the wreckage. Okay. I agree. I <laughs> I agree with your. I agree too. <laughs> oh, also, uh, this is this is There's only more? this is only tangentially related. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out how many because we've talked about this before. How many wizards there are in the world? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So it's, there's a couple mentions. They say that at the Quidditch World Cup there was about a hundred thousand wizards. Jesus. Uh, yeah, which is a lot. Uh, and then there's also a the oldest wizard in history, Barry Winkle. Uh huh. He's at his seventy hundred and fifty fifth birthday party. It was seven hundred and fifty fifth birthday party. That's almost as old as Mike was when he died. They said that there were thirty million wizards, uh-huh. which is an insane amount. Um, and then other, a lot of other times that says that there are ten times as many Muggles as there are wizards, which is also insane That's amount because in- if there's five billion, that means there's five hundred million wizards. So here's what I think: <laughs> there are three thousand. It said that there are three thousand wizards in Britain, right? Well, yes, I see you're right. I'm not supposed to say right. So just take it as fact that there are 3,000 wizards in Britain. Britain in the 90s, the, according to the British census, 1991, had 48.2 million people in it. So if we say that that's basically one wizard for every 16,000 muggles. Yeah. So extrapolating that out to a 5 billion, 5 billion world population in 91, that means there's about uh, 312,000 wizards, which seems much more reasonable for a wizarding world population. What the fuck <laughs> i just wanted to make sure that because everyone seems to know each other in the wizarding world you right did so, so if there's only much research if there's that's... only about three hundred thousand wizards in the world that makes sense that they are, are all sure. so well aware of each other mike are you a harry potter fan i've i the theme park harry potter yes. then i'm so sorry for what you just you just had to go through listening to that about harry potter but we have to we know no, the Bra- I was listening. we know the brand naked ladies we're linking it to harry potter yep. we had to bring it in always <laughs> always sure. never not it, it is our sacred duty never do anything as podcasters evan i applaud you for your research excellently done i spend more time reading harry potter than i do bnl let me tell you this week you messaged me saying how horrified you were that you had to sit down and think about bare naked ladies for even an hour because we've been recording three weeks straight which we never do we usually take a week break in between Mm -hmm. and then you came to me with an hour's worth of harry potter research (laughs) where you did the math on how many wizards exist in the world probably how many wizards probably right all right very good Now's the time in the show when we rate this song. We rate it on a scale, of course, from bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The more naked it is, the better. So, with that in mind, we'll give our guest a little bit of time to think about a rating for this song. Ev, as usual, let's start with you. What do you rate this song? I'm driving. 
long, uh, like a cross country trip. I'm mm-hmm. coming back from a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it's a long strip of road in the in the Midwest somewhere. Uh, there's almost nobody on the road, uh, and I'm like turning around. And I kind of like I kind of zone out. Okay. I kind of zone out, and I'm just kind of like not asleep, just mm-hmm. kind of zoning out and listening to. Let's say a maroon, just listening to it. Get to this song. And then I'm like, just sort of like, just zoning out before Hidden Sun pops up. And then all of a sudden I'm snapped awake. There's a fucking semi truck barreling down (laughs) on me. And I like, just barely got out of the way. I'm like spitting dirt and gravel up in the air. Uh, Go back on fishtail back onto the road. And I'm like, oh, thank God I almost died. But then I see in the rear mirror, the semi truck hammers on the brakes, uh-huh. does like a full on flip, and <laughs> it just comes straight after me. Okay. Just, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh. So it's done. It's turned 180 degrees, coming at me, uh, 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 like maximum <laughs> overdrive style. I see like, all I can see is this guy's this guy's uh, uh, glasses His flashing glasses. in there. He's got a MAGA hat on. He's got a beard. He's, uh, he's wearing like a flannel okay. uh, rolled up to his elbows. <laughs> I just see his beefy forearms. And I just see him bearing down on me. And I mean- his truck is going way too fast. Like a semi truck shouldn't be able to catch me. Okay. Because I mean, I'm not my car. My Toyota isn't fast, but I can get up to a hundred, hundred and twenty. Sure. A semi, like even sure. like, open that shit up. He's got a tra- trailer on, and I, like I'm starting to pull away. Then all of a sudden, I see him. He's somehow jammed something in the wheel. The truck is still coming straight down because it's a straight road, but he's climbing on the side. He undoes <laughs> the hitch, so his truck just bursts free. He gets that burst of speed. He catches me, does that thing where they hit your bumper, and I'm, oh, I jerk forward. And I'm starting. I'm is he still on the top of the. No, he comes out okay, on the side. Okay, okay. He comes out on the side, and then uh, I see him <laughs> leap. He lands on my car. And it's just this, I just see these beefy hands just go underneath and like go around because I had my windows open, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh shit! And I roll up my windows and I get his hand, ah like that, and he uh-huh. pulls his hands back. But then this fucking tire iron just comes straight down through my roof. Bam! Like cuts right through, and I sure. like, look up and I can see his eye looking in, sure. like the little uh, the yeah. glasses yeah, flashing, yeah. and then it just starts smashing my front windshield. Uh-huh. And I'm freaking out like that, and then I don't know what to do, so I like kind of trying to turn to pull him off, but I lose control of the car. Car flips over and over and over. I see him go flying off. I uh, I land. I go. I fly out of the car. I like grind along this road dirt. I'm just sitting there like, uh, 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 like blood. I mean, I'm not dead. I could probably like limp away, but then I see this shadow fall over me. Uh-huh. It's the fucking guy. Uh-huh. He's got this tire iron and he just like lifts it up over his head, smashes it down. Jesus. Everything goes black. Okay. And then I see him limping away and I hear this like choir, not an angelic choir, more like, like uh, the, the squire from like Skyrim. You know, okay. like the the um, like the all all sorts of like men, Following. manly men, huh, hoo, ha, okay. like that. And then this light hits me, and I look up and I see this woman <laughs> on a white horse, winged helm. She's wearing like a um, like the bustier, like the metal bustier, and sure. then like just the Valkyrie. Like, exact. That's literally what I'm describing. Okay, all right, she comes sorry. down and she's got the sp- flaming spear in her hand, and she gives me her hand, and I take it, and then I get pulled up to Valhalla. Okay, because I died in battle. So how were you naked? No, it's her. Oh, she's the last thing I saw before I get pulled up to Valhalla. Okay, a mostly naked Valkyrie. Okay, I really like this song. So mostly naked. Okay, just wearing a breastplate and a yeah, headdress. wearing a breastplate, uh, like the like a swimsuit, basically. Sure, a metal sure, swimsuit sure, and sure, a sure, 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 with wings. Sure, 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 sure. And the horse isn't unclothed. Sure. Oh no, the clothes horse on is totally horse? naked like that. 
uh, for me, uh, I am, um, I've put on my, my best suit and I'm going out on a date. My, this, this is like, I'm going to propose, right? So we, my, my girlfriend and I have been dating for a long time and this is it. We're going to go out to a fancy dinner. I'm going to propose. So I'm driving in my suit to the, uh, destination, this, this wonderful fancy restaurant. I'm on the freeway. And suddenly, in the middle of the freeway, I'm not really paying attention. I was pl- playing with my iPod because I had to change Bare Naked Ladies tracks. And I see a <laughs> toddler in the middle of the oh road. No. I don't know how he got there. Daniel. I did, Poor Daniel. I cut the wheel to the right. We bank off the embankment. I go rolling down the hill. My car bursts into flames. And I'm trapped inside. Can't get my seatbelt off. It's jammed. They come, slow motion, Walter is there. And I could have survived had it not been <laughs> slow motion, Walter. His slow fucking fault. Walter. But I, actually, he's uh, thankfully, there are other people there too. So I do survive. Mm-hmm. But slow motion, Walter was so slow in getting me out that, that my car burst into flames. I was badly burned. Mm-hmm. They got me out. But part of my necktie was burned to my flesh mm-hmm. and kind of grafted on there. Mm-hmm. So... Even when I get naked at night, I look at myself and I see that I'm still wearing <laughs> the outline of a necktie. This, this necktie, right? The fabric is, is paisley, scorched the into paisley, my the pa- paisley, the powder blue <laughs> necktie is scorched into my skin forever. And it's a reminder that I did a good thing. I saved that toddler from death, but well, I will did he never get hit be... by the next car. <laughs> he did get hit by the next car, but I tried to save him. I tried so hard. I was a good person. This song is great. Maybe there's minor quibbles with it. That's the necktie it can never get off. But for me, it's pretty much naked. Ooh, Mike, what do you think? Naked, clothed. When you so so we can say even like pretty. When you say pretty much naked, that's like a an eight point five on the pitchfork scale. Is that right? We or it's hard it the for opposite? us to recognize. To recognize numbers, but the more naked the song is, the better. Yeah, we don't right, know how numbers right. work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't want to bring the room down here, but <laughs> I sort of see this song as Stephen, his last gasp for the band being what he might want it to be. Sure. I see Stephen saying, "Is Stephen leaving the band? His this character's this character's soul leaving his body is sort of Stephen maybe checking out of the band as much. We're we're mere a year and a half or whatever, two years away from the po- the chimpanzee postcard song. <laughs> yes, that and, garbage. Thank you. <laughs> yes, like we're this is the the last gasp." of Steven's artistic uh, ambitions fully being realized with the band, the band's last mm-hmm. chance to fully achieve some sort of higher artistic merit being looked at in the rock and roll uh, pantheon as, as art rockers. And I see it that way. And to me, that makes it even larger and much more of an epic song. And I have to say it's naked. It's totally naked. Whoa. Whoa. Holy it's, shit. Yeah, it's nude. It's all of it. It's all the different words for naked. You're right. <laughs> so, yes, I love it. Wow. I, I love it. I find it sad. I find so much of it compelling from the musicianship, the parts, the song, the, the singing, to what I feel like it uh, represents in the history of the band. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, we get, that's rare. We're me, moving. Right? Yeah. 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 It's like, so it's like when the guy dies <laughs> in the car and then his soul floats up but he floats up without clothes sure sure yeah it's just naked naked stephen page floating above a car oh beautiful that's a beautiful read you've done bare naked ladies justice um mike do you think slow motion walter comes naked (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, thank you for being on the podcast yes, today, Mike. It was a uh, a wonderful treat. What uh, what what do you have to tell the people? What's going on? Um, what do I have to tell? I mean, right now it's just podcast the ride. If you like theme parks, if you like robots, if you like uh, anthropomorphic animals who sing songs, uh, we we do all of that. That's all what we like. Uh, and it's basically just, if the word deep dive. I think. Or the phrase deep dive. Uh, yeah, into all of that stuff. Chuck, we just did a big Chuck E. Cheese episode uh, with Ooh. a lot of old Chuck E. Cheese stuff and a lot of new, some new discoveries of Chuck E. Oh, Cheese. Oh, fun. You know new I love music. some showbiz pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's new. There's a whole Chuck E. Cheese album uh, you can get, and they're all parody songs of current, like current-ish songs. And I found hmm. Chuck E. Cheese doing a parody of a Snoop Dogg song. So, <laughs> wow, that's the uh, today was a good day, right? Yeah, uh, you oh know, another God. another Chucky. Day. It was called another Chucky Day. Yes, that is. I saw the Twitter post on that. It's glorious. Yeah. So, if, so yeah, go and listen. That'll be a nice uh, intro if you haven't heard the show. Uh, sure. Go to our Chuck E. Cheese and hear yeah. us talk about robots and animals singing. Yeah, hey, the mouse is cool now. He's got a backwards hat and day glow, and he's on a skateboard, right? I don't, I don't care for this new mouse. I like the bowler <laughs> hat, the bowler hat cigar chomping Chucky. That's my yeah. Chucky. So you would not recommend not that people, my Chucky, not my hashtag, not my Chucky. You would not recommend that people get involved with the uh, or get introduced to the nineteen part City Walk saga. Oh, I would recommend that. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I would say okay, if you, yeah, uh, that's a little bit of a getting thrown in the deep end if you've never heard our show before. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we, yes, we have 19 episodes we released uh, daily, uh, all wow. examining <laughs> the outdoor mall outside of Universal uh, Studios Hollywood. <laughs> it's so fun. And if you listen to them all, you, can, you get privileged enough to buy the t-shirt saying, I survived the City Walk saga. Yes, what a so, gift to the listener. What a yeah. gift. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you being yes, on, man. Thank hey, you. Thanks it was for having me. It was great. All right, talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay. <clears throat> She's an anti-vaxxer now, apparently. Oh, no. We can talk about that. Is that the invisible woman? I don't remember what she was in. I think she was... No, that was Jennifer Garner was Electra. Yeah. The only thing I remember Jessica Biel from was uh, Thin Man. That was the that was the movie that convinced C that I didn't actually like makeup on women. <laughs> because I always said that like I don't like when women wear makeup. I don't think it's attractive at all. And C's like you're just saying that. Like every man says that and they're wrong. And I'm like, there was like one scene with Jessica Biel where she was like she was made up to look like she wasn't wearing makeup. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh my god, what's like I like the way she looks in this scene. She's super attractive to me. And C's like, that's because she's made up to not look like makeup. Wow. I'm like oh well that makes Proof. sense to me. Proof. Ha 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 ha. I was thinking I of Jessica Alba. I'm not a hypocrite. Oh, she was Black Knight or Black Cat or something like that. She was the Invisible Woman in Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, but she was also like she got her start on like Black Cat, Black Panther, Black something. It was like a Fox show. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember. Why aren't we recording? Oh, we are actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this could all be part of the commercial. Yeah, we could put it all in. But she got her start. I think there was like a. She was. It was like a female sort of superhero show where uh-huh. she was like solving mysteries kind of and like fighting crime but she wasn't she had like cat like her power was she's like half cat or something like that okay and she wore was it it was a show it dark was a show. angel dark angel that's the one she's like half cat i think and th- i've never seen an episode i just remember it being advertised on fox at the time and like 
I remember it getting like people liking it kind of, but it was also kind of creepy and it was still like a, a 90s female led show. So it was like one episode was like, oh, well, guess what? Since she's half cat this episode, she's in heat. Oh no. Yes. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Kind of just cringy in that regard. Yike Rooney. Um, yeah, I'm reading through her story. Uh, the, nar- the novel Dark Angel Skin Game picks up where season two ends, of course, if you really <laughs> want to go into the Dark Angel season, uh, or Dark Angel Extended Universe. We could do Dark Angel Cast. Oh my God, that would be so much fun. No, it wouldn't. I'm in, like, Flynn. There were only 20, 42 episodes. In, like, Flynn. That's Errol Flynn. Yeah. One of my favorite actors. And oh. Perennial bad guy, Errol Flynn. Are, is I this don't. the commercial? Have we talked about him on the pod before? No. He is a crazy person. He's a he was a swordsman, right? Or he like did a bunch of like Zorro. Oh, yeah, he did things, but he also was like his personal life was batshit. Okay. Like he was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, one of his story he related from when he was a child was he found that uh, ducks would eat anything he gave them. Okay. And um, they would poop it out like ten minutes later. Okay. So he would feed a duck a piece of like meat, uh, like whatever corn or something, okay. but he'd tie a string to it. The duck would poop it out, so there's string going through the digestive system of this duck, and then he would feed it to another duck. So there were like human centipede oh, ducks. Oh no! <laughs> along this thing. Fucking yeah. horrifying. And then he went and worked on a plantation where there were actual slaves. So he was like a slave owner for a while. Uh, then... You like this guy? No, he's a terrible person. Oh okay. I like his actors. Oh, okay. He's acting. Um, he was a lot of fun as an actor. And then he was like, he was like. Uh, um, so he did that for a while, then he ran like a riverboat, and then he went and uh, castrated sheep for a summer. But sure. the way you do that, apparently, is you don't use like a knife or something. The you easiest way mouth. to do it, you bite them off. Yeah. We have talked about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he's covered in shit. And then he went to Hollywood, and he was like a drunk, and he's totally bisexual and would sleep with anybody. Why do you think that you use your mouth instead of a knife to castrate sheep? <laughs> Not an answer. <laughs> I mean, is there a, do you think there's a reason? Is it just more fun? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Just like getting like shit all over your face and in your mouth. Have you ever wanted to just bite down on skin just to see if you could pierce it? No, if you... I've never really wanted to bite to the point. Like I've want, we've talked about on the podcast. Biting I want to like chew on, chew on like cute things. Yes, and that's and I sent a article saying that that's completely normal. Yes. So fuck you, Mayor yes. Words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a normal reflex. Oh, that was Mayor Words. Okay, yes, yes. got it. Favorite guest of all time, Mayor Words. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've never wanted to bite. Like the only time I've actually thought about biting is like in a fight. Right, okay. Like if I'm in a fight in earnest, first thing I do is bite. It's a low move. What if you're in a fight with Earnest? Like Ernest, Jim Varney. Jim Varney, like his reanimated yeah. skeleton. <laughs> yeah. I don't think biting bone would be a good idea. So. Okay. What if he's, uh, what if you're in the nineties? What if you're... He's, like, he's like Jesus Christ and resurrected, yes, like 100%. brought back our Lord and Savior. I would never bite Jim Varney. Oh, okay. All right. But I'm just asking a potential hypothetical. What if you were in a fight with Ernest? Would you bite? You wouldn't bite him. Would you would feel, let him beat you up? I would feel bad. I don't think he could. Okay. I don't think he has the ability to beat anyone up. Really? I think he would come at you and then like slip on a banana peel or but his he, like his fist would like slide off your face like you're covered in grease. He beat so many villains. He beat villains, but not like physically. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's just like running around gooning or something like that. Yeah. Like, how did they, for I the can't camera. remember how any of those storylines ended. Ernest Scared Stupid is a genuinely scary movie. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. Why? What? What? What is scary about it? Um, well, there's a lot of... save it for Marianne's. When you guessed on Marianne's, oh, you can... <laughs> well, all the trolls are terrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, first off, like the, the actual troll animation, uh, not animation, but the makeup for them is fucking terrifying. Also, kids are turned into like 
wooden thing. So like, chill, and it's, it's kind of slow when it happens and they're scared. Like, what's happening to me sort of thing. Jesus. And then at the end of the movie, uh, they defeat the troll. And I haven't watched this movie in like 10 years, but this is, this is just things that they, they um, the troll has all these kids that are like little wood things. So all the t- kids he turned in during the course of the movie turn back to normal kids. But then there's like a hundred kids that he's turned into wood uh-huh. over the course of like centuries. Yeah. So they're like from like the 1700s. And they're like, oh, oh we're, we're free. <laughs> like, well, what the fuck do you do now? With yeah. like a hundred kids who don't know how to live sure. their lives. Yeah. Um, speaking of resurrection, Kevin was on the brink of suicide <laughs> when he met a man named Joe. Joe Is Joe an angel? A demon? Something else entirely? Regular readers know, as all four seasons of the text-based weekly web series are now available. It's G-O-D is my B-F-F on IABDpresents.com. So you, you can, pronounce it, what do you, how do you pronounce that word? Biff? No. The... Yabd. G-O-D. Joe. Jod? Gunch. Jod. <laughs> Isn't that how the creator wants you to pronounce it? Jod? Jod. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been any... Uh, I mean, I've only, seen, I've only seen it written. Oh, okay. G-O-D is Jod. Jod is I my mean, biff. That's, that's yeah, I guess. Check it out on Yabd Presents. <laughs> uh, or uh, support. Don't. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
but he dresses as his wife, puts a wig on, and takes the car out. So the car thinks that the wife is inside. So that's why he crashes the car, the car knowing, has that face the, knowing that the car will keep him safe because ah. the car thinks that he's the wife. Wait, did I do that right? <laughs> no, because the car, car loves, loves wife. Him. Car loves wife. Car loves him. Car, car loves hates him. wife. Car loves him. He loves wife. We need to like diagram <laughs> this out. He loves wife. He's wife loves car. Bottom. He loves wife. Wife hates him. Right. Wife loves car. Car hates, hates wife. wife. Okay, so never mind. He doesn't dress as the wife. He right. dresses as himself, <laughs> which is what you should do when you go out. <laughs> yes. He gets in car. He crashes car knowing car will protect him because car loves him, but he hate car. He hate car. Done. And then he and wife are alone. So does he survive? Uh, I don't think, judging by the song, no. Well, what if the song is from the car's point of view? Driving home. To the, oh, yes. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh, I thought so. So the car fell asleep? Sure. And maybe that guy's not so the car. A- can, the car can fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, wait. Part of it's I from mean, the car's. We, we've. We've given the car certain abilities, okay. so like the ability to like fall asleep might be one of them. But, but the idea that the man falls asleep and that's what kills the car. He intended to fall asleep and kill the car so that he had reasonable doubt <laughs> when they came to him and said, oh, I fell asleep, right? That's his excuse for having killed the car. He meant to kill the car the whole time. Does this track? I think He wants so. to kill the car. He wants to kill the car. So he takes sleeping pills and he drives the car out. He falls asleep at the wheel. The car flips, kills itself, but protects him because the car loves him. So half of this song is from his point of view. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. Half of it's from the car's point of view. When it says, you know, driving home to be with you. You know, I'm floating above looking in as my radio blares and wheels so where spin. So where does it switch? I don't know if there's a, a distinction specifically, but it makes a lot more sense. Now well, that yeah, guy is not be. such an idiot. The guy who says, is someone inside? Because he knows Kit. Kit doesn't have to have someone inside <laughs> of him. So that guy is reasonable now. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think it's, uh, um, I think it, because I don't know, because a car, a car can't fall asleep at its own wheel. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, the, like, outside my window, the horizon does flips could be referring to the car. That's easy. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. This is a rough one. Maybe he, I mean, he wants the car dead. So he purposely, like, strands himself in there so they have to use the jaws of life to get okay. him out, which is, like, tearing the car apart. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes, so yes. He's, like, in there, like, giggling to himself. Oh, man. I love that a lot. Yeah, okay. So he's, yeah, he's giggling. So where's the blood come from? Or is that just oil? That's, it could be it, blood or oil. It could be his blood. Okay. Like he's not, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. He just didn't die. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I like that. Um, so the car has a soul, too. Yes. Now I'm floating above and looking in as the radio blares and the wheels spin. Because, yeah. So it's like the last, like, like, like your feet kicking is... Sure. Because a know, man wouldn't describe... They, he wouldn't go, oh, look, the, my, the wheels are still spinning in the car. But the car would be like, that's my body. That's my body. That's me. And do you think the man's the last thing on its mind? Uh, yeah, car love man. I wonder if they, car love man. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna get him out. Oh, that's so cute. Do you think the man is uh, he's a sociopath. Well, yeah, obviously he's a Steve Page narrator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shitty but true. Uh, do you think he's what? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who is playing the man in this. I oh, mean, oh, oh, it's not David. It's Hasselhoff. not David Hasselhoff. He's a little too old. Okay. Um. So, so who's, in, who's in the Night Rider? Is there there's a Night Rider reboot? Was there a movie? Oh God, I think there was a Night Rider reboot. Don uh, Louise. Hold on, Night Rider reboot. I'm gonna cut this. Out. I mean, it's probably The Rock because they put The Rock in everything <laughs> nowadays. Not that I don't mind. Uh, nope. David Hasselhoff teases a Night Rider reboot. Night mm. Rider reboot close to happening. David Hasselhoff says. Uh, so no, there so is. So who no. would play? Who would play? Oh, you were so close. Last year. Someone 
provided an update about his in-development Knight Rider movie reboot. It's an uh-huh. awesome script, and he hopes that it will be done soon. Can you guess this person? I'll give you a clue. You were very close with The Rock. Who's the new David Hasselhoff? The Vin Diesel. Oh, I'm sorry, my friend. You know what? You wouldn't even recognize him because you can't see him anyway. It's John Cena. John Cena, I guess, would be. So who's the woman? So the car is Kit. The driver is John <laughs> Cena. Cena. And the woman is Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. Who's who? So oh, the woman has no distinguishing features in this song. Right. Right. So she could She's, be anybody. She's just a posthumous part of the scene. Could be. Uh, I like Amy Poehler for the woman because then we can get we can get flashbacks to her being funny, and that might save the <laughs> Holy movie for me. Shit. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I see. You're not saying that she's not funny now. No. Okay. Flashbacks to her being funny. Like <laughs> sure. she would be funny in the movie. Thought you meant like everything she did after Parks and Rec was just garbage. Or I kind of want to see her take a serious turn. Oh, I feel really? Like she's got that in her. Yeah, maybe so. You know who I'd like to see? Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena, Jessica Alba, Alba, and Kit. Kit is voiced by David Hasselhoff. Yeah. For sure. Obviously. Yes. In the reboot, that's probably what's going to happen. I also want to see, I think Amy Poehler could pull off being in love with a car. Yeah, that's true. Pretty effectively, true. too. If you've not heard Matt Besser's miniseries, My Wife the Robot Car, go ahead and log on to Stitcher Premium and use code WIFE for a free month. I don't remember. He plugged it when he was on months and months and months ago. Wife. Wife. I don't remember. It's probably my wife is the code. Wife 54. Wife 54, where are you? Did that reference track, are you also 70 years old? Are there any baby boomers listening? Hey, boy. Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our, our little baby. bookers. Kooky bookers. This is a question from Leslie, sent from my iPhone. Leslie. Yeah. Imagine it's 15-ish years in the future. Got it. And your children have developed a non-ironic obsession with the vintage band Bare Naked Ladies. Got it. How will you tell them about this podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. So this is like a... a one of those, like, sci- not sci-fi, but, like, future shows where for some reason they've got like th- whenever anyone's like rocking out or having a party or something they're playing like modern music right it's like going to or semi-modern music it's like in the new discovery show they play like bgs or something like okay. that. okay which is always insane to me like yes i'm interested in the specific decade of earth music <laughs> and everyone also is interested Shit. in it <laughs> oh, beastie boys was in the uh star trek wasn't that in the trailer yes. yeah yeah yeah. when he's yes. driving his car on Earth, he's from Earth, isn't he? James T. Kirk. I forgot about that. Yes, they're. I don't know. They're shit all about from Star Earth Trek. except for Spout. Nuh-uh. Romulans and Remulans. I mean, all the like human crew. <laughs> okay, so my son's fifteen. Your son's seventeen. Yeah. And they say, "Dads," <laughs> or we we come into their room and we catch them like we think they're doing something oh, that fuck. they're not supposed to be doing. Oh and yeah. We, like, burst in and it's like yeah, it's been. We hear the ah! <laughs> <laughs> at the end of tonight. I fell asleep at the wheel. Do you think that's them ascending to heaven? I think it's him orgasming. <laughs> They say that death is one long orgasm. <laughs> so um, we hear Stephen Page screaming, <laughs> and we bust into their collective room <laughs> because our sons live together. At oh, this no, point. no. They're just like uh, over your house or over my house. They're sure. playing together. They're, sure. they, they do what we want, and they become close friends. Okay, perfect. They become brothers. Uh, and then we say- Blood brothers. Is this the vintage band Barenaked <laughs> Ladies? <laughs> you know what? Here's the problem. Is that they know that we did the podcast because Very Good Ladies are still releasing albums. Yes, <laughs> years and we're still now. doing this. We have to. We are <laughs> illegally indebted to keep doing this. So, so how do we? How do you break it to them? I think we sit them down. Uh-huh. Cup of hot chocolate, <laughs> kids. A we have something to tell mar- you. Are we doing the big marshmallows or the mini marshmallows? Uh, I, 
for my money, you get them big marshies. I'm the same way. Okay, I'm the same good. way. You got to get it hot though, so the marshies melt. Yes. Then a little whippy cream on top. Yes. And what I like is I don't like fully melted. I like sucking in the melt and then getting a little mm. chunk. But you don't get that with the minis. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I hate? The Swiss Miss with the mini minis. Oh no, those Fuck are like those. those are like uh, cereal marshmallows. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? exactly. They're Lucky Charmses. Yeah. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with cereal marshmallows. They just there's a time and a place for them, and it's a bowl of cereal. Sure, I agree. Um, okay, so we sit them down. Cup of hot chocolate. We turn the chairs around backwards. Uh, we put our backwards hats on. And we say, our... boys, we hold hands. <laughs> As boys. we do in the future. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, I, I hope that the patriarchy has been smashed by there, so it's okay for men to show even sure. like a modicum of physical affection without being like branded as bisexual or anything like that you can sure. just be physically close to your male friends sure 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 um as you know we hold hands the entirety of this podcast correct at all times and we're not ashamed to say it no, smash the patriarchy <laughs> uh and we say i heard you've been listening to the bare naked ladies if you've been listening to the bare naked ladies there's something that you should know you should always listen to the bare naked ladies with protection and the protection in this case is understanding what the songs are actually about. <laughs> and I think we crack open the creaky treasure chest that we yes. keep with We've all got of like our the, the old reel to reel recording. Sure. Like because at this tapes. point, the Blueberry Headquarters has been blown up where we host our podcast. Correct. Apple Podcasts are the way of the dodo because nobody has a phone anymore. It's all just internal mechanisms where you yeah. play podcasts. It's in all your snodcasts. Arm. Snodcasts. It goes right up your nose. <laughs> yeah. You, um, inhale, you inhale the fumes. Yeah. Like you don't listen to anything anymore. You like burn a little. A little taper or something yeah. like that and it's got it's all the digital so you get it right into your brain sure because it connects ones... right to your brain so you you don't have time to listen you don't have to listen to the podcast no one's got time to do anything sure. anymore you just have that information right it's like neo plugging into the matrix correct i know kung fu right in your brain. i know call and answer I is what my son time. says after he burns that <laughs> i know call and answer <laughs> yes ears are the way of the dodo yes noses Everything is nasally. We've now. just negated our own initial premise where we heard Stephen Page coming from their well, room. Well, we sm- we got a, got a whiff <laughs> of Stephen got a Page whiff coming. What do you think Stephen Page? Is, what do you think the bare naked ladies smell, smell like? Smell like? Yeah. What do you think they? What do you think? <laughs> Not even music- what they smell like, but if you had to distill them to a smell. Yeah. What what is sure. what does their music smell like? Ed is sandalwood. Oh, what does their music mm. smell like? Yeah, because that's where we're. I'm sure that we can yeah. tell what each of them smells like. Sure. In a future episode, but for now, I just want to know what their music smells like. Oh boy, what does their music smell like? I think it smells like, um, so like a, like an arcade. Okay. So there's a little bit of like, like electronic smell to it. Like maybe like a wire or something like that. But arcade that also serves pizza. Oh, okay. It's kind of fun. Yeah. An arcade during a little kid's birthday party. Okay. Is what I think their music smells like. I was going to say like, if you're outside and lightning has just struck somewhere near, you smell that ozone sort of like Bernie electric. Yeah. Right. But... See, you said pizza. I was going to say, but there's a pastry cart not too uh, far from That's what you. I was thinking, because that's why I said birthday party, because you can kind of smell the cake. Yeah. You can smell the cake. You can smell the pizza. You hear the... Oh, you don't hear anything. You can, <laughs> smell, you can smell the arcade games, yes. like the cabinets. So it's it's sweet it's electric. N- it's nostalgia, but it's also coming back, like as a barcade. Yes. So okay. maybe it's a barcade where an adult is having an, un- an, adult birthday an, party. an ironic birthday party. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. With a big cake with like the number 41 in it or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And okay. it's like made to look like a space invader. Or sure. Oh, I like that. So he's a lot. rented out the whole place. Oh, boy. Let's do that for my birthday this year. That sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound like a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Um, well, my birthday already passed. I forgot. We'll do for your birthday. Yeah. Okay. Birthday in December. December. Um, so how do we tell them do it so do we say it's for your protection you have to understand what these songs are about or do we just let them discover it do we ever tell them well 
or do we just share a knowing smile when we listen to our sons listening to the bare naked ladies ah uh, yeah i think that like that's like i mean i don't know if you've ha- if we, we need to have the talk about bare naked ladies like you see them and you're like huh yeah i mean you're you got good taste bud mm-hmm. like i mean you just sort of like smile and nod you know your daddy liked that band a lot when he was young too that would probably stop listening to it then yeah that's true so yeah. we don't want to we don't want to tell him anything sure we want to go like, what are you listening to? <laughs> or what are you smelling here? <laughs> this is the rock smells of the devil. <laughs> oh, it smells like sulfur and brimstone. So, um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think they go hunting for more content because they're mm-hmm. hungry. And they come up on our podcast and they go, what the fuck is, is this? this? That's the button at the end of the movie. Yeah. You come home and all the lights are off and it's just your son sitting in a chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you like come in and you've you've just come back from a uh, bare naked ladies better than Ezra hoodie. It's like those things where they're 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 still semi they're like nostalgia on nostalgia. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a ska band sure, tour or sure, something sure. like that. So it's like not just like hoodie uh, bare naked ladies opening for hoodie and blowfish. It's like all those ninety bands. Sure, together. yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a festival. And so he's sitting in the dark and he says, "Father, you have something to explain." <laughs> and then he just like clicks something and you hear, "It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been." <laughs> So actually, he addresses it with us. We don't address it with right. him, Leslie. Yeah, but Just how do you how do you explain it to him when he puts it in your face? <sighs> I think you say I was going through a rough time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fully explain it everything like I was a really doing. Good idea at the time. <laughs> I don't, we've all done stuff we regret. It seemed like a really good idea for a couple months, and then <laughs> we felt like we had to for some reason. Yeah, and then I kept talking. I can't to- disappoint. See, there's a the thing. We had dozens of listeners, yes. and uh, you know, I can't disappoint those little. No. Goofball dildos. Those little goofball dildos. I'm going to miss I them. I love them. <laughs> now, here's some, if I could take a serious note for a second. Here's something oh, I've, I've literally thought about. Okay. So, um, if I die. Which I hope you do. We, we both day. do. I, I'm going to leave this world behind. I'm going to leave this world like I came in on it. Uh-huh. On my birthday. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, if I were to die. Like, because I... We, both of our fathers are dead. Yes. Um, and I come sometimes I'll come across something my dad wrote or things like that. But there's like no he has very little presence on the internet. Like there's not a lot of him left. Okay. So I'm thinking like so I'm dead. Let's say I die in a year or two. Okay. And uh, my son is growing up trying to find out about me. The biggest fucking thing where you can hear me talk and like my ideas and like what I'm about is this goddamn podcast. Yeah, that's like you can true. read my you have, sto- you have so many stories. I know I have my writing, but that's not. I mean, that's just something I've written. Like you can you could probably yeah, that's like, not your you, personality. You could suss me out like my likes and dislikes from reading my like yeah. oeuvre, but like here I'm actually sitting here talking you about yourself. this. So you think like I'm like will he listen to this to like know me better? Jesus, here's an even more horrifying thought. Yes, let's say heaven forbid i love you buddy <laughs> you're driving home after this driving home. home you're driving home after this cast today uh, yeah and you get into a car crash and you die uh-huh we have five weeks of shows banked right now oh, <laughs> so man. Be, every tuesday your partner and child could listen to their, their dead dead evan i'm just a posthumous part of this pod <laughs> you are just a posthumous part of this pod so okay so what would you want to say what would i want to say um i don't know i probably actually it's one of the things, like, I've said everything I need to say to them. Really? Yeah. I mean, they know I love them. They know... Will your little boy remember that, though? Yeah, you want to say you want to say it now, right? Let's both leave Wills <laughs> <laughs> in the Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep the episode. Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep the Wheel episode. Okay. I almost had a brain seizure right there. <laughs> okay, so, I'll go first. So, so in the scene now, <laughs> in the scene now, our our boys are smelling BNL, and both of us are dead. Uh-huh. And, like, it's like a Star, Star Wars thing where our ghosts are behind them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, do you want to go first? It's some of those. No, go ahead. Okay. Hello. I'm your dad. <laughs> I'm your dad. If you didn't know me, 
I feel bad for you. I feel bad for me. I want you to know that I was nice to you. <laughs> we were friends. When you smiled, it was nice. <laughs> well, gotta go. <laughs> Love you a lot, baby. All right. Happy eighth birthday, Luke. <laughs> Daddy. Timestamp. <laughs> I just want you to know that uh, I'm dead. If you don't know that already, I didn't run away from you. I'm literally dead. Uh, avenge me. I want you to hunt. My, <laughs> oh, I like I want that. you to hunt my killer down. <laughs> you and uh, enlist your good buddy Enzo. Because uh-huh. I'm sure that your parent and Enzo's parent, because Saker is almost certainly dead too. Uh-huh. Um, and if he's not I dead, I want you to kill him. <laughs> I want you to kill Saker for me. Perfect. Daddy loves you. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> All right, Ev. Yeah. We done did it. Another week, another speak. We're almost done with Maroon. Oh, my God. We got Uno Mas track. Hidden Sun next week. The hidden track on Maroon. Oh, it's right on the nose. Kev's sun. First, first song. Long. His first lead vocal. I'm very excited. Ooh, ooh, very excited. Can't wait to hear those breathy, whispery vocals Me in my ears. Too. You can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done American Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. You can get with us on Gracebook, the Christian only <laughs> social media oh, app. I forgot to say you can email us. Please, if you have questions, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Ev, yeah. what you got going on? Um, Gum? Tastes. Uh huh. Like them. Gum tastes. Yeah. Like them. Have you ever had those gums that taste like bananas foster no, or like uh, turkey dinner? Turkey dinner? <laughs> Are we in fucking Willy Wonka's? <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. They're they're crazy ass gums. That would not be good. They're gross. One hundred percent correct. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so you're you're plugging the taste of gum this yeah. week. Who doesn't who doesn't like a good old chewy boo in the mouth hole? Like choo choo and down on that. How do you how don't you like it? Who doesn't like a good old sticker in your tongue? Who doesn't like to take a little a little dip of big league chew and then slide it in your lips? Who doesn't like to take a unwrap a bazooka Joe and look at the comic book and be like, ah, I don't know what this means? And then you eat the little gum, it's all hard and you got to chew it for a long time. It's not really good. Who doesn't like a take a unwrap a little thing of bubble gum and you get the big old chunks of gum and you put them all in your mouth and you can't swallow? Why it, do so. people like this podcast? <laughs> I'm Saker. Hi, I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.